Hey, listen, the RGB Super Bundle promotion is still going on right now at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle is MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic, nine months of exercise programming. You enroll in that, get on our forum, and we will give you MAPS Anywhere, that's our MAPS program with no equipment required, for free. This promotion is not going to last very long. It's at mindpumpmedia.com. If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. So you're going to hear us talk to a professional now, was it classic bodybuilder yeah, competitor? Yeah. Well, Johnny's done, Johnny Sebastian, and he's done, uh, he started at Bantamweight Bodybuilding. Did physique. Back in 2000, 2002, so he's been competing since 2002. 14 years. Yeah, so he was uh, bodybuilder first, Bantamweight, then he went into men's physique, and he just recently... Uh, competed at uh, Olympia at Men's Classics. So, one of the one of the best in the world. So yeah, he's one of the few guys who has actually done uh, men's physique and gone to Olympia, and then now done Men's Classic and gone to Olympia. And his new goal, which you're going to hear on this episode, you'll, he's going to talk about actually uh, taking a year off and growing and going into the 212 Flex Lewis Big Boy division. And his ultimate goal is to be the first uh, competitor ever to hit stage at Men's Physique uh, Classic and now 212 Bodybuilding at the Olympia stage. Awesome. He's a good guy. Uh, he, we go way back with him. Uh, me and Adam worked with him Great back dude. in the day. We've known him forever. He's a local. Um, grew up in you know San Jose like we did, so... Uh, super with, humble, super great guy. Super nice guy. We talked to him about his diet, his workouts, uh, personal stuff. So without any further ado, you're going to hear us talking to Johnny Sebastian. Let's get into uh, Olympia. So you just got back. You just got back. Literally, fl- you flew in last night? Flew in last night. I got in around 7.30. Fuck, how do you feel right now? Oh, dude. I mean... I just feel tired, you know, <laughs> drained, uh, still dehydrated. Uh, I didn't drink enough water out there, you know. I mean, combination of eating all the food and then the pool party the next day. Dude, what's drinking. that? So what's that on Instagram? It's got that little Snapchat fe- feature now? Insta story. Okay. So I clicked on yours, okay? Mm-hmm. And it was 15 videos of food that you've been eating. And it was <laughs> yeah. like, it, it ranged from like fucking ice cream to... Like just like donuts to so this was my Insta story right so some of the craziest <laughs> shit I, it was all listen did you eat you you really ate all that stuff yeah, right afterwards yeah how much okay so let me ask you this how much did you weigh in and how much did you end up gaining oh yeah after how, eating yeah, all how much weight have you put on since uh, stage time oh man I think I put on about fifteen pounds already this morning oh, no. <laughs> yeah but you know it's no. all water weight dude I know yeah. but it's hilarious oh I don't know if the, all that's water weight actually you know it's funny you bring that up because they've just uh, they've talked about um, that post show because we're so sensitive to carbs and insulin sensitive yeah. because of how low you've been mm-hmm. that uh, your body actually can put on a lot more body fat than in, than normal. So you know, in the past we would say that you know uh, thirty five hundred calories or so is a pound of fat. So you would think in your head like, okay, well, I didn't eat more than ten thousand calories today, so I couldn't possibly put on two more pounds of fat. But yeah, uh, you know, I believe Lane Norton actually has done some cool studies on that. That it's actually not true that because we are so sensitive, actually our body is ready to store because yeah, we're so sensitive because you've been pulling away with the carbohydrates for so right, long. Right, right, right. Well, I have, to, I have to be a little extra careful because you know I, I was doing keto for so long. Oh yeah, you know? and then um, yeah. So you're even more sensitive. Yeah, the only carbs I really had was whenever I would get a refeed. You know, whenever 
that would be like a week or two weeks. Sometimes I'd go like eight days, 10 days without a refeed. And my refeed would be pretty much like, you know, a burger and fries. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's pretty much it. It's all you needed. How did you feel going uh, ketogenic? And first of all, are you one of the only, you know, bodybuilder, you know, competitors that does that now? Because low carb has always been a part of uh, bodybuilder diet, but keto or ketogenic, you know, with the high fat hasn't really been a big thing. One guy I can remember, who was it, Dave Palumbo? Did he do it, I think, a a while ago? Yeah, he was kind of like one of the pioneers to really like bring it into bodybuilding. But he also did a shit ton of protein at the same time, which is a little different. I think he did, if I'm not mistaken. He used to do a lot of protein. Now yeah. he's, I mean, as he refined his program and diet, he uh, he did reduce it a little bit. But what did, did what, did, what did you notice from doing that? Like, because you didn't do that before, right? This is the first time keto. Yeah. Well, I noticed that my body fat reduced and it, and it lowered a lot faster. Oh, really? Yeah, and I noticed that I didn't, I didn't really lose muscle. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, but I definitely didn't gain any muscle. Sure. During the during the cut, um, which is normal. Um, the only negative thing I, I, that I saw about it was that I constantly felt flat, you know, like Mm -hmm. during, during the gym, I didn't have that, like that normal pump, you know, that great feeling of a pump in during my workout. And, uh, you know, mentally it was kind of hard to deal, to deal with, but, you know, I knew that after like a refeed day or something the day after when I would work out, I'd feel like the pump would feel really good. Would you notice any differences uh, with recovery? I've had people say things like, um, they feel less sore or, you know, they don't get as sore or stiff or anything like that? Mm, no. Same? Same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but for me, the hardest part of my body to get lean is my legs, you know, like my quads and oh, my really? glutes and my hamstrings. Which is funny because I feel like you have a lot of muscle down. You have great legs. So yeah. I, you, normally it's the, it's normally when someone's kind of soft in there. You've got great legs. So to... Yeah, yeah, place. yeah. So I have a... That's where I store a lot of body fat, you know, so... That's always been the last place for me to go mm-hmm. uh, as far as lose. But when I used to carb cycle, I would never get that place lean, that area. But once I got on keto, you can shred it. Oh, wow. Wow. Excellent. Do, well, you, do you find it uh, easier for you to follow that? I found when I went keto, being able to allow myself to have that much fat, um, I felt uh, more satiated. I felt better where when I'm carb cycling or I'm running like a low carb diet, I feel like I'm I'm craving a lot and I'm like dying to have food. Where keto, I felt like it wasn't like you. I same exact thing. I noticed that I I didn't have the same massive pumps. You know, it was flatter, mm-hmm. so that kind of bothered me a little bit. The mental side of it, mm-hmm. but I did I didn't notice the crazy cravings. And when I carb cycle, I get those like dreams. I dream about yeah f- sugars and yeah, food. You know, yeah, yeah. Did you notice that at all? Um, I noticed it. I still had the cravings. You, know? you did, yeah. Even on keto, but I wasn't. You know, um. I didn't. What I noticed was I didn't have so many ups and downs and like blood sugar. I didn't feel tired and then energized. More and, consistent. Yeah, it was more consistent, even flow. So, yeah, we did that. We also had to do a lot of like calorie cycling within the diet. Oh, so you like undulated your calories? Yeah. So some days we would go, you know, um, a little bit higher fat, and the protein would the protein always stay the same. But some days we would go higher in fat as far as like um, the oils and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And the nuts, um, and then some days we would go strictly protein vegetable. We would go no fat, you know, like maybe two days no fat, mm. right before the refeed. And then we do a refeed. Interesting. And then we go back to protein vegetable, and then we go back to protein fat, protein fat, protein fat, 
protein, vegetable, protein, vegetable, protein, fat, protein, fat. I see. So it's constantly changing. Yeah. Yeah. Because my, my, my metabolism is so adaptive, dude. Like once it, once it sees like two or three days of a calorie, um, like a specific calorie intake, it'll stay. Yeah. You know, cause I've done so many shows. So it's mm, like, yeah. it, it just stays super. Th- that's a, actually a good, uh, an interesting point you brought up. You've done a lot of shows in a short period of time, mm-hmm. right? This was, what number was this in a 12 month period? For example, this is, this was show number six, six. Wow. Well, yeah. I, I mean, people don't realize the, how brutal, um, it is getting ready for show everything from the cardio to the dieting. Um, do you, does that start to take a toll on you? Does your body stop responding? You know, because I hear people say that, like, I need to take time off. My body stops responding or yeah. I feel like I'm, yeah. is that happening? Yeah. With this show, it definitely did, you know, because um, I noticed that it was just, you know, for for instance, I did have to increase my cardio to like two hours, two hours of cardio a day. Oh, shit. Yeah. Like towards the end of the prep, um, you know, I really had to watch my refeeds because if I would refeed too much or if I would refeed on just a little bit too many carbs, I would hold. Yeah, your body definitely adapts, man. Who, you, who did you have in your corner? That you're, I, I know you've cycled through different coaches, and, and you've always had, I know Omar, just being one of your best friends, mm-hmm. you guys are always working together, but mm-hmm. who who were you all working with? Like, is everything from program design to your nutrition to pose? All uh, this time around for diet and everything was, uh, was, was Ariel from- uh, Cuts. Yeah, Cuts. Okay, right on. Mm-hmm. And that was this the first show, or you had, did you do a show before with him? Uh, the last four shows- was with him. Okay. So, including the Olympia, the last five shows, because I did six shows. Now, what have you? I you have you've had quite a few now. I'm interested mm-hmm. in your, uh, and and I don't want you to. I'm not asking you to roll anybody under the bus or anything like that. But you know, what what were some of the things you've learned through each of them? Like as far as your experience with all the different coaching and the different nutrition and the different type of strategies that they've all applied. You know, what have you personally learned about all that? You know, a lot of the stuff. You know, I already kind of knew. You know, but of course um, you're well read for the average bodybuilder. Yeah. So, you so, so when I prep myself, it's almost like when you know too much, you can kind of screw yourself over because you're constantly thinking over analyzing your body. Your, your mind is constantly like a hamster wheel thinking about the following day or the next seven days. And you know, you're, you're, you're calculating all these different things that you're going to do over the next seven days. But then you wake up the next morning and you don't like what you see. So you change up your whole plan for the next seven days. So the so your plan for the next seven days never really went through because now you're changing it up. And before you know it, you're screwing yourself over because your mind's playing all these tricks on, on you and you, you know all these things. So you're, I'm going to up this, I'm going to lower this, up that. And then it just mentally drains you, dude. So that's why, you know, I, with the whole keto thing and me not knowing too much about keto, you know, I went with, with Ariel and Ariel's kind of like guided me through it and he's, you know, allowed me to take kind of like a break as far as thinking what about what I'm going to do for the next seven days. It was pretty much all in his hands, you know? It's probably, it's got to be relieving to give give control to someone else, especially when you're when you're prepping and working out and dieting and doing all that stuff. Yeah. I can only imagine putting the extra stress on yourself oh, uh, that, mentally. For sure. That was the most stressful thing for me was being alone in that, to be, to have to like assess myself and then make the decision. Like it was so important that I photograph myself every day. I tracked everything. And then if I committed to a like, okay, I'm going to be doing this for the next week, that just like Johnny said, I didn't know I wouldn't allow like a bad day to fuck with me because I learned really quick that if my hormone levels were slightly off or I took in, you know, six more cups of water that day or 500 extra milligrams of sodium, it could easily change the visual the next day. 
you know, or even stress. I had or didn't sleep very well. Like all these things would could manipulate my body to look a little bit different the next day. When I'm waking up expecting that I'm going to look better, and you don't, just like you said, like you mind fuck yourself, and you're mm-hmm. like, oh shit, I need to do this. Where I always was constantly having to like talk to myself, like okay, stick to the plan, stick to the plan, don't let it get in your head. So. And and now now you're competing in an, uh you know a division where you can display some of your body parts that before you couldn't right when you're in physique right they were covered right. your training must have changed I'm assuming right I know you've always worked out your legs but did you change your training now knowing that you were going to be you know really presenting those yeah I mean I, I in men's physique my arms were too big now I could train my arms you know um and then in men's physique I really didn't have to train my legs because I didn't want my legs to grow out of my shorts but now you know. I do have legs, but I need detail on my legs. So I started training just to, to, you know, build a leg muscle because there's no exercise that's going to build detail on your legs. You guys already know that. Yeah. You just have to hit them hard and get the muscle to grow. And that's that's what's going to make the detail, you know. Um, so that's what I worked on most was, was those two things. Yeah, because I think, uh, did you notice any overall uh, growth stimulation from that? I've heard people say, you know, now that I'm working, you know, my legs out real hard, I noticed that the rest of my body's, responding more as a result especially with things like squats uh, i didn't notice too much but i mean because even when i was doing men's physique i was still training my legs you know once a week well mm-hmm. i would like but to now, know your, your weight difference between uh your last men's physique show and then now a classic show what what's your what's your weight difference between those two categories about 10 pounds 10 mm-hmm. pounds yeah mm-hmm. are you going to compete soon again or are you waiting to no. take some time no 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 so i i um I promised myself to take all of 2017 off. So you're going to take a whole year off? Take a whole year off, And yeah. what's the focus during that year? Well, the the first half of the year is just going to focus on just getting my health, you know, fo- focus on health and just everything about being healthy, you know? Um, so so what, what does that mean for you? You know, like the first, first uh, you know, the first two or three weeks, you know, I'm going to lower my protein a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, just to give my kidneys and everything a rest. Um um, my training, I'm going to bring down to like four times a week, mm-hmm. you know, cardio, 20, 20 minutes, maybe three, four times a week. Sure, um, sure. You know, I'm still going to keep and, and I'm going to keep a variety of, you know, of, of all the assortment of fats in there. Um, I'm going to bring up, bring some carbs back into the diet, you know, some veggies, some fruits and stuff. Um, just more variety, more variety, you know, and then um, and then just give the body a rest, man, you know, and then after that. Um, you taking a break on supplements too, or are you still you think you can take your all your pre workouts, all your stuff that you normally take? Uh, I'm totally taking a break off like all my stimulants and all yeah. that stuff. Um, as many taking a break off of as many supplements as I can, you know, just keeping the a standard like multivitamin, omega threes, omega sixes, stuff like that. Yeah, you'd be surprised at how much uh, stimulants and stimulants in particular will just downregulate the hell out of uh, receptors in, yeah. in the brain that react yeah. to them, and then. You know, all of a sudden, you know, the, your regular dose doesn't do shit for you and it just keeps you normal. Right, right. Um, so taking a break is very, very important. I think what will end up happening because of that is you'll come out of that, take your supplements again, and it's going to be like fucking brand new, man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Everything's going to, you know, start start kicking off in a high gear again. Yeah, so. Are you going to change your lifts? Are you going to change the type of lifts you do? You know, focus more on, you know, functionality or more on barbell lifts? Are you going to incorporate different types of training? Well, the first, the first few weeks, I'm going to try to just keep it, you know, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm definitely not going to go heavy as, as heavy as I used to for the mm-hmm. last, you know, four weeks because my joints and everything, I've been banging at them for like so long, you know. So I'm going to give that a rest for a little bit, just doing general exercises, but just to get a pump. 
after I'm done with that, about four or five weeks of that, um, I'm pretty much going to start focus on growing mm. because um, I don't know if I told you this, but to get to 165 for classic physique was pretty much like almost impossible for me to get down to. Oh, because I was stuck at about 175. So you just want to, your body wants to be bigger. 171, you know. So I had to suck. And that's down. where you need to be for that for the category, right? You yeah. Have to, so yeah. for you, it's a hard cut. Wait, wait. Hold, well, how do they determine that? What do you mean by that? By you have to be a. You're so I'm me. five five. So for five five, they say you you can't be heavier than one sixty five. Oh well, that's yeah. If you're five six, you can't be heavier than one seventy. So you no. you either got to grow an inch or just fucking deal with it. <laughs> yeah. So you know, I put everything in. in I, did, I gave everything a lot of thought, and you know, I looked at my photos on stage, and like I've got the structure there, but I seem to be a little flat. And the only reason why I'm a little flat is because. You're so sucked out. I'm, trying to I'm come so down. sucked down to 165, right? And I look at myself and I'm thinking like, I like the I like the look that I have when I'm in the gym, when I have a nice pump, you know, I'm full of, you know, carbs, I'm full of water. I, I look like a the shape is actually filled out. It looks a lot better, but that's at about 175, you know? So if I take a whole year off and I continue to train the way I train, I'm just going to get bigger and bigger. That's all. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, so but the next thing would, for me would just be go up to the two to the two twelve division. Whoo! You know? The big boys. Yeah. Are you thinking about doing that? Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Oh, you are going to yeah. do it. That was my original could... plan after men's physique, and then classic classic physique came out, and I was like, oh, perfect. You know, I could inter yeah I intermediate. Could, I could do classic physique, but now that I'm at classic physique and I've grown so much since then. I'm only going to continue to grow over the next year after taking the year off, you know? So you look at guys in the 212 division who are, who are smaller and who are, who are doing well, like this guy named Sean Clarita. He's only like five one. He weighs in at 159 mm -hmm. and he made it to the Olympia stage mm. in the 212 division. Oh, wow. So right. you you don't have to be 212. You could come in at no. 180, 190. Exactly. Oh, that's just, the limit. And yeah. look dope. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You just can't be over 212. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, well, or you, or you jump into the big boys. That's right up your alley. So just imagine me on stage at a full-blown, like you know, 180, 180, 180. Yeah. Which I can do, and I don't have to worry about cutting weight. I don't have to worry about making weight, weighing in two days before the show, and then loading up my carbs. You know, I just have to worry about how I need to look on stage. Yeah. You know, because there's no way I'm going to have to make weight at 212. There's no way. I always felt that I got kind of caught in the same predicament too, because I remember my second show I did, the judges said that was too big. And so I had to, I had to come into every show flat. Like I literally like intentionally came in with this flat look. Otherwise I was getting docked all the time for looking too big. So I never felt like I ever got to present my favorite physique, like the, mm -hmm. what I like to look at. So I totally get how that feels. That sucks when you're being told that you have to be to fit in this certain size when really your body probably looks at bet. It looks its best with an extra 10, 15 pounds on, on exactly, top of it. Exactly, so. exactly, yeah. You don't want to fight your 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 body's uh, strengths, I think. I no. think when you start to work with your strengths, you probably look, you know, you probably look a lot better. Um, body parts of focus going into that, because you'll be putting on a lot of muscle. Mm -hmm. Do you want to put it all on evenly, or are there areas that you really want to develop more to stand out? Because I know in bodybuilding, um, like the big body parts that really win contests are like, what, back? legs you know that kind of stuff any anything in particular you're gonna focus on or is it just overall keep everything looking the same and just keep growing everything the same well um you know i've always needed to bring up my chest so you know I'll, i'm gonna focus on keeping my chest full um 
my uh, my back. It used to be a strong point, but over the last five shows, it's kind of shrunk just from you know being just from doing all the cardio and then the low calories and mm-hmm. show to show to show. So I definitely want to get my back up and get it a lot wider. Mm-hmm. Um, that's you, pretty much it. You incorporating deadlifts into your routine at all? Yeah. Oh, excellent. Yeah, mostly mostly rack pulls. Okay. Yeah. How come not off the floor? Um, I've seen a lot of your peers say the same thing that they do just rack pulls. Is there a particular reason? Yeah. Well, uh, no, no particular reason. It's just you know, um, I like the movement, you mm-hmm. know, and I and I like how it stimulates my back. Do you do it before at the beginning or end of your workout? Kind of like as my second exercise. Okay, so warm up, get in there, warm yeah. up, and then do a do a rack pulls. There's a variation of you're the only person I've ever seen do this exercise. I don't even know what it's called, but you do like a road to deadlift combo, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I, what is that? Like three three barbell rows, go down on the third on the fourth barbell row and come up and do a deadlift. Yeah, do you guys name yeah. that? Is that yours? No, Omar actually kind of yeah. You, you named know, it Ventura Rose. Ventura Rose, yeah. The Ventura Rose, yeah. yeah. It's the first time I'd, I'd ever seen it. Yeah, it's it, you know it's uh, a, a traditional deadlift is is a movement, right? So you're focusing on perfecting the movement. You're not really trying to feel any muscle. Mm-hmm. But the way you're doing that deadlift with the rows, I can see and I can see watching your form, you're really activating the lats in the deadlift aspect of it. You're like squeezing back with the lats, so it's very different than like traditional deadlift. It's almost like. I don't know. How, I don't know how to say it. It looks like you're really squeezing back, yeah. trying to get more of that lat pump. Right, 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 at right. At the top. Yeah, and and the reason why that exercise, I, the reason why I incorporate it, is because I feel that it it enhances my um, my rear lat spread shot and my and my rear double bicep shot because mm-hmm. um, right before you hit each pose, you know you're pretty much coming back, you're pulling back. And you're showing the Christmas tree, and you're arching your lower back, and that's like that top part of the. And that's what you want. That's you want all that thickness down there in the erectors, and you know, in the insertion of your lats. So, I feel that that exercise really helps bring out that detail, you know, um, to hit that shot right before you're going to hit that shot. Flex Wheeler did a ver- uh, a ver- version of a deadlift on the Smith machine. I know every all of our most of our listeners are cringing right now, but he would do something. Where he would almost do a deadlift on a Smith machine. I don't know if you ever saw this. No. He would go. He would use a Smith machine. He'd come up and he'd squeeze back, like Johnny's saying, to get that that feel, that connection to yeah to that Christmas tree look or whatever. And he kind and, of popularized it for a second. And his Christmas tree was amazing, man. I mean, his it was gnarly. Yeah, you can't. You well, that's can't beat. that's one of the best physiques in my opinion of all time. Right? Wheeler. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, symmetry wise and and muscle development, I think he has one. He had one yeah. of the most gorgeous physiques yeah. ever. I mean, yeah. speaking of which, do you have any current competitors that you like to kind of emulate yourself after, or, or you look up to? Um, yeah, what are your what are your some of some of your favorite physiques? Your current physiques right now? Yes. Uh, I like Flex. I like Flex Lewis's physique. Yeah. I mean, he's well. He just looks like a mini Dorian with yeah. with better arms. Yeah. He's 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 been able to put on. He's been able to max out his weight. While keeping pretty lines, you know, he's not distorted or anything like How that. How tall is Flex? He's, I think he's five five. Oh, okay, five five or five four. And he's in the two twelve, and he's he looks like he hits close to that. Well, he barely makes weight at like two hundred eleven pounds. Oh shit, he's a yeah. big, big son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. So that's that's one of your top physiques. Yeah, him. Um, I mean, of the past, I like I like Lee Labrada's, you know, physique, his shape. Um, you know, Flex Wheeler. Um, what about Sean Lee Priest? Ray, Sean Ray. Lee Priest, yeah. He's a little on the freakier side, <laughs> you know? Um, but I think, like, Sean Ray's physique is amazing. Um, you know, Frank Zane. 
all those guys. Awesome. I, lo- I love Zane. Who, was that your favorite? Yeah, yeah. I just like you know, I I was just telling him off air well before you had walked in that because Sadiq this year did uh, men's classic and he used to be a men's physique competitor that used to compete against Johnny. And I didn't even know. So can you explain? Can you talk about this a little bit? Uh, I. I always knew that if obviously like Phil Heath, you take first place in Olympia, you're automatically qualified to come to Olympia the next year. You don't have to do a show or anything all year long. Mm -hmm, Right. And mm -hmm, you're automatically mm -hmm. qualified. But this year and only this year, they allowed any of the top five, just men's physique people or anybody top five and anything could, could, could hop into classic. How did that, how did Sadiq get a chance to go to the Olympia and compete at classics without ever having to do a classic show? I don't understand that. Because the classic physique division because it was the birth this year and um, and they wanted to fill that division with people, you know, um, they gave Sadiq pretty much the opportunity to go ahead and cross over since he's already qualified to step on the Olympia stage for men's physique, you know, so they gave him that opportunity to go ahead and go over, you know. So I think if anyone else in the top five from last year's Olympia wanted to go over to classic physique, they probably would have done the same thing. Yeah, But it was only for this year. That's funny to me. Yeah, for next year that won't happen. See what that's weird to me. That's weird to me that, it, that you <laughs> for one year you get it, you get to do it but then yeah. no other year. So you think yeah. it's to encourage people to to who want to move over or well yeah. and you know what? I mean even on the um it sounds like a little favoritism e- to me. Even on the NPC level, you know, they say okay, you when you do an NPC show, you can cross over, you could do both divisions, you could do classic and you can do men's physique, or you could do bodybuilding. You could do whatever you want just to figure out where you actually belong and what division. But after next year, you, we're not going to be able to do these crossovers uh-huh. just for this year. So let's say let's say I decide in 2017 that I want to hop into classics. Do you, does that mean that I'm going to have to start back at the amateur level of classics and work my way up? Or because I'm a pro, will I still be able to at least jump over to pro-level classics? Yeah, you'll be able to jump over to classic for sure right now. Okay, so I could still do that. I wouldn't. Yeah. You're not. I thought you were saying that if I, if you were to go over and make a switch because I've never done classics, that I'd have to start back at the amateur level and work mm-hmm. my way back up. So mm-hmm. you could, if you could still make a pro crossover. Yeah, you just wouldn't be qualified for Olympia right, unless you. Right, 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 right. Yeah, got, got you. Now, wh- what did you think about the men's physique division? What do you think about Jeremy Bundia winning again? I think he deserved it. I did too. He looked he deserved it. I called. He that, looked, I called that months in advance. But he looked big. Oh. He looked big. He looked awesome. He looks like he's he's he's, he's, he's classic. He's about one ninety, dude. How tall is he? He's about five. He's about five six, five seven. Yeah, dude. He looks like he should be competing in classic. No. Yeah. Well, he's, actually, I mean, he's fucking huge. If he were to do classic, he wouldn't make weight. He wouldn't. He'd That's too, what I'm no. saying. He'd be too big for classic. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. Because he, he's a lot bigger. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm not, I don't follow the sport super closely, but he looks a lot bigger than he did before when mm-hmm. he won last time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How was he? Do you know if he was heavier? I don't know. Yeah, he was heavier. He came in. He his came, legs got a lot bigger. I mean, I know he doesn't show legs, but on his Instagram, he's always had some pretty good legs underneath. Because he did, you know, way back when Johnny first started, Jeremy was competing back in those days, right? Jeremy was mm-hmm. doing bodybuilding back when you were doing bodybuilding, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you, we we have a few years on him. I know he's younger than us, but mm-hmm. I know he's he's been competing for a very long time. Yeah, and he started in bodybuilding, and then when Men's Physique Division came out, he hopped over there. Mm-hmm. But I, I here's the way I look at it, like you know, because it's. It's so hard to say who fits in what category, right? Like who has because classic and men's physique, it's so blurry to me now. It's so it seems that way. Yeah, it's it's so closely related to me. 
And and I really feel like uh, I mean you could guys like that could hop in uh, either way. What I think is impressive and why why I think it was he deserved it was the last three years. I feel like every package he's brought to that Olympia stage has been better than the previous year. Mm-hmm. That to me, like that to me, is why he deserves to to win the title. And I know a lot of people are haters and aren't big fans of him. What about that? Uh, you know, I'm not like a Jeremy Buendia fan, but I'll give someone respect when I see them continue because. When you get to that level, when you're at the professional level, and Johnny can attest to this, like to continue to progress your physique every year is fucking tough, man. And I feel like his physique was better this year. Did you think so? Oh yeah, right. Yeah, yeah fuller, he, harder. Yeah, he leaner. Looked, he looked dope. No, yeah. I, I was. I didn't. I, have, I didn't pay attention to the bodybuilding side. How was that? It was Phil won again, right? Yeah. What about that? Phil won. Yeah, he deserved the win. You thought so? Even over Fle- uh, Roden? Yeah. Sean wrote, I, I yeah, like, I saw it. I saw it. Well, I, I saw it live um, while it was being streamed, but you know, just to compare both. I mean, number one to, to dethrone Mr. Olympia, you got to be, you have to crush him. He's got to be off and you got to crush him. Yeah, that's true. That's the only time it's ever happened. Phil was on this weekend, you know, and he more so good. than he was last year, more so than he was last year. Uh, he, okay. he was off last year, but this, this year he was on, he was full. He was hard. There was no way he was going to get dethroned. Which now. so and and I like that you said that because I feel the same way about this because a lot of people hate on that. Like when you're the champ, I feel like you earn you work so hard to earn that that it shouldn't be so easy just to give it up. Like when like I remember last year, people were going back and forth between him and Kai Green and like, oh Kai was better. It's like, dude, that is so close, and we could take different parts of their bodies and argue all day long who's better. Mm-hmm. And the motherfucker's the champion already. Like I mm-hmm. feel like. It should be indecisive, just like in boxing. Like if you watch a boxing yeah, match, yeah. If you want to, if you want to beat the champ, you have to kind of knock him out. Yeah, you're right. going to get the decision. Yeah, the decision yeah. should go to the champ. Like right. he already worked that hard to get to that point, earn that, earn that throne. Like if you're going to dethrone him, you have to, you know, dethrone him completely. Mm-hmm. It has mm-hmm. to be an ass whooping. Some people him. argue just got to go to the better man, but you know, it's it's a judge sport, subjective. So it's too subjective. It's super. I mean, that's all. It's a hundred percent subjective. There is no objective, uh, objective. You know, win. In a in a judge sport uh, like figure skating or boxing or excuse me or uh, bodybuilding, you know they're on stage and judges are going to determine who wins. You're the champion. You automatically get points. Yeah, there's nothing you can do about that. Any any outcome surprise you? Yeah, well, we already talked about it, but you know um, Ahmad in the two twelve division, like he came out of nowhere. The guy from Kuwait, the oxygen team. What's he, up with and, those guys? And he just freaking comes in and sweeps house and takes second place and gives Flex Lewis a run for his money because, you know, they, they kept comparing and comparing and comparing. And I mean, I don't know if you got the, I don't know if you saw the guy's lat spread, but when he went, when he opened up his lat spread next to next to Flex, he blew Flex out of the water, dude. You're kidding oh, me. Oh yeah. wow. It was a cobra back, dude. So his back is better than Flex's. Oh yeah, let me try to like pull it up. Well, so that's not good. Then because here's what happens throughout history in bodybuilding. A, a someone will be up and coming and will challenge the shit out of the champion, but they won't win. The following year is when they get their shot. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So if he comes back next year looking the way he did and now, that, that's very and backs win competition. This is very very much so how judging happens in in NPC and IFBB. I feel like, and that's I think a lot of people think there's so much politics. That it's oh it's so political, but no, this is kind of how they that's how they judge is mm-hmm. that if you're the new kid on the block. I remember my very first show. I came they out. They can't give it to you. I, they didn't want to give it. They didn't want to give me national qualifying the very first show. I took fourth. You know they're going to give you third because then I can go right on to the next level, right? Yeah. I had to come back and earn it. You know what I'm saying? And and to me, I get it. You know what I'm saying? I get it that uh, 
you know, that somebody they're they're gonna make that person come back and prove they can bring that physique or better. Holy uh, shit. Does he look sick or what? Bro, it doesn't even look that looks crazy. That whole oxygen squad, man. Yeah, what is going on? Because those guys are coming back and they look ridiculous. I didn't even know they look silly. I didn't even know who this guy was. Yeah. I didn't even wow. Wow. That's crazy, dude. That looks like and he was in the two twelve? Yeah. That looks like a back on a 280-pound bodybuilder. Dude, I walked next to him at the Olympia Gala after the dinner. Mm-hmm. He was, I, I was looking down at the top of his head, and I'm short. Right. <laughs> That's he, how short he is. Wow. wow. So what's, uh, are you going to be heading over to Kuwait in your off-season? Do, <laughs> do some training over yeah. there? Yeah. At that gym? It's that oxygen over there. They just got some great oxygen over there, I guess. I don't know what's going on, but these guys are yeah. coming back, and they're looking crazy. What about Roly? How did Roly do? Oh yeah, how did yeah how did he do? I think he got top five. I didn't see him. I was trying to figure out where where he was placed at. So if he got top five, that means three of the five guys that were representing the oxygen team in, in Kuwait took top five. Mm-hmm. Fuck camel meat. Yeah, camel meat. <laughs> there's, <laughs> That's there's, the, there's a source of protein is from camels. Yeah, they're eating, they're eating <laughs> camel meat. That's some man. So so uh, so now that you're taking because you didn't you didn't you. Do lots of competitions close to each other. You did, would you say, seven? Well, I did seven. No, I did six this year. Six this year. The year prior was, I don't even know how many shows. And then the year prior to that, I, I mean. You're just a competing machine. Ever since I got my pro card in 2013, I haven't stopped. You know, so I haven't really had a real rested off season where I yeah. haven't competed. Well, there's there's a benefit and a detriment to that. Obviously, the detriment is to your you know your body, your mental health, because it's just fucking crazy. Right. right Although right. I would there, I could easily argue that you obviously love it. Otherwise, you wouldn't do it so often. Yeah. But the second the 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 the, the positive is, you know, in a sport like bodybuilding or physique or you know classic, um, unless you're like first place all the time, to stay relevant, you have to compete a lot. And through all this com- competition, like. You know, you're you've built your brand quite a bit because you're like a workhorse. Yeah. You know, you're always appearing on stage and competing, and um, so need, th- that's a good strategy. In fact, you need to throw you need to throw up a, a picture of your little trophy case. It's been a while since I've seen you post that. You must you must have a fucking crazy. Dude, it doesn't even fit on my mantle anymore. Like, I have medals of like so many different medals from all the all the pro shows. Yeah. That I just. I just throw them on top of like all it's, all the trophies next, and they, there's just no place to put them. I mean, you've got to have one of the bigger collections that I've ever that I've ever seen out of any, yeah. any other pros. That how many shows and times you've placed? Yeah, and I remember you you did a video or shot it probably two years ago, and it was mm-hmm. crazy. So I can't imagine how many you've done the last last two years. How much it's added? It's up. over like forty trophies, dude. I mean, Damn. trophies and medals, and all of them. I mean, obviously. The only way to tr- get a trophy or a medal is to be in the top five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean. They don't give you a participation medal? No. <laughs> no ribbons, dude. <laughs> I, was for- about, I was about to compete. I'd like a couple couple medals. You know, yeah. uh, what makes Johnny kind of interesting to talk to, too, when we talk bodybuilding is it's really different compared to myself and like Craig Caperso and other guys that we, we talk. You know, Craig is similar to me where, you know, I got into bodybuilding with no passion whatsoever with it, with the, just the desire for business to yeah. u- use it as a platform where you actually have a real path. Yeah, Johnny's your your this is you love it. Yeah, it's your yeah. thing, man. Yeah, you know you'll probably be in bodybuilding forever. I mean, even after you're done competing, I would assume. Mm-hmm. It's just, just it's obvious. Uh, yeah. It's obvious that you love. It. You've been doing it for how long? Yeah. Have you been doing it now? Since 2002. So uh, holy I st- shit! I started at 19 years old. Yeah, and how old are you now? I'll be 34 this year. 34. So yeah. you're you're yeah you're not old yet for bodybuilding. You're kind of in that in that 
that's kind of like the sweet spot, right? Like yeah. the 30s is when you start to... So mm-hmm. for, for kids that are like you, that have a passion for it, and that it just can't... We have a lot on our forum, right? We have a, we have a forum that... A uh, bunch of mind pump listeners. We've got over about a hundred competitors or spy, oh, aspiring more than that. I'd say two or three hundred on there. That just are, on there, yeah, that are aspiring competitors or already current competitors. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, a lot of young guys that are like eighteen, nineteen that are just trying to grow and build. They know right. they got to build a physique first. You know what? Are, what are some advices that you have for these? These guys are passionate about uh, about wanting to compete right now. What are some advices and things that you've learned along the way? When you first start out, you know you you just. You're like a sponge, man. So just, you know, you're going to learn a lot. You're going to make a lot of mistakes. You're going to learn a lot about your body. Every year you learn a little bit more about your body. Take your time with competing. Um, I made the mistake of, you know, just, I don't know if I made a mistake, but I, I just kept going and going and going, you know, and that's how I advanced so fast, you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, just take your time. It takes lots and lot years. You guys know it takes years to put muscle on. Oh yeah. You know, um, I started out competing at 125 pounds, my first show. I remember, you dude. Know? You worked for me. Yeah. You were a little shredded guy. Yeah, 125 pounds, and I won the bantam weights in uh in, for the Mister San Jose competition, and then that's when I got the the bodybuilding bug, and I kept going. And next time I was on stage, I was 135, then 145. You know, um, so it just takes years, but you know, five pounds of mu- three to five pounds of muscle on a frame makes you look like you put on like ten to fifteen pounds of muscle when you're lean. Definitely when you're lean. So absolutely, I, I want to elaborate. That's a very good point you just made. That three to five pounds, and that's we try and tell people this all the time. Like when they expect, like res- they change a new program or they start following a diet. Except when you first start, right? You get those newbie gains. Yeah, right? I and mean, then after yeah. that, it's like okay, now yeah, it's which that's back. like what the first six months, and then once that's kind of slows out, down. Yeah, then it slows down dramatically, and then as as a professional bodybuilder. I'm excited if I can get anywhere between three to 10 pounds and 10 is ridiculous. I mean, mm-hmm. most bodybuilders aren't getting that much, but you know, so, and and I always try and explain this to kids that are coming up that, you know, and we're talking about professional bodybuilders where most of us are taking all kinds of anabolics and hormones to add this size on. Imagine you trying to be a natural kid and you're wondering why you're not putting 15, 20 pounds on a year. It just doesn't work that way. It's a lot of fucking hard work and dedication, yeah. Yeah. which is also why I, I get frustrated when too, when people think that, oh, it's just the hormones thing or it's just steroids. It's like, listen, you could take all that shit you want and you're still, it's still a, a game of inches. You know, it's still the game of inches of adding a half a pound to a pound or getting a little bit leaner this time than you were last time. So it's this constant grind that, that never, never stops. Mm-hmm. What about like uh, relationships, dude? What's it like being somebody who's who's got to be competing that much? How taxing is that for relationships? Oh, it's very taxing, man. I mean, um, relationships, whether they be, you know, with a significant other or relationships with your friends, family, even if you have kids. I don't I don't even have kids. And I know it's it's detrimental for that, too, um, because I talk to other competitors and you know, even after like three shows in a year, they're like, I got to take time off from competing, man, because this is it's it's screwing up my relationship with my wife. Um, I, I just, you know, I don't, I don't have any time for my kids. You know, I'm always tired. Work is suffering because bodybuilding, you know, when you're prepping for a show, you know that if you want to be the best, you know, it's bodybuilding first and you have to do it precisely, dude. Like everything has to be done at 100 percent, your cardio, your diet you're posing everything revolves around it you know and if you don't if you give it like 95 percent for diet you know t- you know 90 60 percent for cardio you know um 70 for training 
you're not going to come in 100 percent yeah you know um so that's kind of the mentality you kind of have to have if you want to be number one and you know the people around you your your significant other you know your friends and your family they have to kind of understand that that's we can't really take it personal but that's how it's going to be while this guy's in prep you know but after you get off prep is is the time that you give back you know, to your friends, family, significant mm-hmm. other, you know, now, but now since one thing, well, one thing that I learned though, is that over the past three years is I never really took time off. Yeah. Therefore I never really had an off season to give back, you know? Yeah. So, and I did get caught up with, you know, constantly competing and on the grind for being back on the Olympia stage and chasing that dream, you know? So yeah, I, I mean, I've had relationships suffer from it, you know, um, breakups and stuff suffer, you know, as a result. And, uh, you know, I learned a lot from that. And that's a huge reason why I'm taking this whole whole next year off, you know, is not only do I need to give a break and give back to my friends, family, you know, significant other, whatnot, but I need to give time back to myself, to, you know, to kind of regain like, hey, man, this is how about time for Johnny? You yeah. Know? And you another thing that's really impressive about you is you actually work a full time job while you do this. Right. Yeah. So a lot, I don't know, I don't know how much you talk about that or a lot of people know that about you, but that's always been one of the most impressive things that I think is for someone to get to your level to where you're getting on the Olympia stage like that and you actually work 40, 50 hours a week on top of all the training and dieting. I I find that crazy, dude, that you can do that. Yeah. It's a minimum of 40 hours a week. For those of you guys who don't, for those of you guys don't know what I do, I'm a probation officer and our job is pretty demanding as far as, you know, working a case though, because you know, we work our 40 hours, but sometimes we got to, you know, do a little bit more investigation on a case and we got to, you know, put in an extra hour or two over time just to kind of like um, submit, submit a court report on time because, you know, one of the guys committed, you know, an attempted murder over the weekend. And you got to submit this, uh, you know, investigation report to the to the court because this guy has to be seen in front of a judge within the next 72 hours. So now you're, you know, there goes your whole schedule. So it's just a lot of balancing of that. But I've gotten so you, I mean, it it seems impossible until you do it. Yeah. And you somehow find a way to make it all fit. Well, you must have created very good habits. You got to be routine. regimented as hell. Yeah. Oh, dude. I mean, you got to see my phone in my notes. I have my whole entire schedule of like what I do from, you know, taking a shit in the morning at what time <laughs> to what time I take each supplement to what time I have each meal to everything, you know, and um, to work, to getting off, to going to the gym, cardio, prepping my stuff getting ready for the next next day of work you know like it's all calculated in there so it's so taxing man and uh i mean three years of it it's just would you would you ever consider like uh i mean in a perfect world would you just compete and actually be able to like be sponsored and 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 just do that or do you do you like the fact that you have a job that's separate from that world do you or would you love to actually like hey if someone would pay me a salary i mean i would love to just compete and and focus on my body and do that yes and no i mean in a perfect world if i could compete and not work and uh like most bodybuilders uh, <laughs> <laughs> professional bodybuilders um yeah i'd love to do that because you know rest is such a huge part of you know making the gains and making progress with me i, I don't really have that time to I don't have the luxury of waking up, doing my cardio, training a body part, eating, going home, taking four naps, <laughs> going back to the gym at night and training. You know, um, I don't have that luxury. So um, it would be nice. But at the same time, bodybuilding is not going to be around forever, you know. And with my job, it gives me something to kind of take my mind away from bodybuilding. 
and I have good retirement, you know, mm-hmm. good retirement, good insurance. So that's something that's going to be with me forever. Yeah, you're being smart. Yeah. yeah it's, uh, I'll, I'll predict some of the challenges for you because you've been competing for so long and you've been on this crazy regimen for so long that now you're taking time off and you're going to find yourself with more time on your hands to do different things. It's going to drive you crazy. Yeah. I mean, like this morning I woke up and, um, you know, I already looked at kind of like my list of, of things to do. And like, I'm, I'm going through it and I'm erasing all these things that I would do on a, on a prep, on a daily prep schedule, you know? Um, so, and now that I'm training four days a week for the next two weeks, it's like even driving me even more crazy. Like, what am I going to do? Do you, you know? do you have a day still written in there that you can read off? Do you have a day? Like, so everyone can hear what it was. Oh yeah. I mean, read, 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 read a crazy day of like, <laughs> uh, what it, what it looks like from uh, morning, morning to night. Let's wake up, it. take shit. Yeah. I want to hear like Master from bit. supplement taking to uh, all, all your food to, I mean, I'll just I'll, I'll just let you look at it, dude. I mean, oh. I can read it off, but <laughs> yeah, leave out the personal stuff. Yeah, <laughs> um, watch porn, masturbate, four p.m. Yeah, <laughs> he, he tracks all that too. Yeah. I mean, that's just just that's just one day starting from like a protein fat carb day. You know, is he is he allowed to read it? You mind if he reads it? Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't give away a shit. Yeah. Wow, Jesus Christ, dude! This is just one day right here. That's one day. Yeah. Yeah, you've got to be. You don't have a Cliff Notes version of this? <laughs> no. This is one day? That's one day. Oh my God. I wouldn't read this. I I couldn't read this. There's too much. And dude. I check mark every single little thing I do in there. Holy. And that's how precise I stay. That's that would, that's what helps me stay so accurate with everything. You know? Oh, wait till you see this, Shaw. Yeah. I couldn't. I know the listeners right now are wishing that I would read to them. <laughs> I couldn't read this to you guys. It would take up half the episode. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's that's what I'm saying. Like taking time off and trying to, yeah. like, you're, you're probably going to find struggle with that. Like, yeah. what do I fucking do? Well, a lot of people, you know, um, Here's, here, a lot of people have already talked to me about this. Scroll down. <laughs> Just a lot of people have already talked to me about this, and they said, "Like, dude, you're gonna have some struggle, like, n- not knowing what to do with yourself now because you know uh, you're just I was so regimented in that and stuck in that." you know, that schedule of my lifestyle. So <laughs> I've got a lot of figuring out to do over the next, uh, <laughs> you know. Year, bro. I've been scrolling the whole time. I, I, I finally hit the bottom. I told you I couldn't. I couldn't read it to the audience if they wanted me to. No, yeah, no they just... get bored. They have to. It's too much. So, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, here's what I'll tell you. Uh, you know, I tell you what. With this time off, uh, it might be a great opportunity to focus on things that uh, you know aren't necessarily directly going to affect you know bodybuilding in terms of how you look and stuff. But maybe yeah. things that'll affect it indirectly, like yeah, like meditation, mm-hmm. yoga. Maybe working with you doing. Are, are you thinking about doing anything like that? Like anything that's kind of weird or different that you think might benefit you? Or is there anything on the horizon that you might even consider? No, just uh, just for now. Like I don't want to get too ahead of my too ahead of myself. Mm-hmm. I just want to kind of take it like week by week. You know, mm-hmm. I would love I would love for him to let us get a hold of him with that type. Well, of Well, that's stuff. what I'm trying to that's, tell him. I'm like, fucking come on, bro. Have you tried Have you tried uh, like uh, like hot cold like hot steam cold shower cold dip? Have you done anything like that consistently ever? No. No. You fucking love no. it. You would. You would fucking love it. Yeah, you'd absolutely love it. I've been doing it now for about two months because I've been reading a lot of science on that stuff. And uh, your body adapts to those stresses like anything else. And then yeah. I notice benefits uh, in my workouts too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But there's a lot of things like that. I'm wondering mm-hmm, if you, you, mm-hmm. you know, starting corporate. And those things will come up along the way, man. I'm, I'm open to trying a lot of things like that, you know, um, even like Bikram yoga or something, you know, I'm even open to trying that. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think doing. I think definitely heading that direction with that mentality because you you are somebody who it 
obviously likes having a schedule, having a regimen, but maybe you're just, they're geared different. You know, it's all more health and recovery mm-hmm, base, you know, mm-hmm, versus, mm-hmm. you know, progressing so hard, you know, because yeah, yeah. I think even though you're not like a uh, Sal was saying, even though you're not like heavily focused on, it's got to be the grind or pushing or gains. Ultimately it will result in that your body is telling you it needs well, just resting. Yeah. Right. Fuck. Yeah. yeah. Just resting. Just resting. But you period. can only sleep so much. You know what I mean? Right, and and right, for right. someone, and I know because I'm like this, Adam's yeah. the same way. Yeah. yeah. Is that when you're, you're such a focused individual, because I mean, the listeners need to understand, um, competing in bodybuilding. First of all, bodybuilding by itself is an extremely selfish sport. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is it's like, it's a constant, it's, you're constantly bodybuilding. Unlike, other endeavors where I'm dedicating three hours to it or four hours to it. It's 24 hours a day. It's 24 hours a day, man. I mean, it's everything, everything, everything has a role in bodybuilding that you're doing in your day. Everything affects the package you're going to bring on stage from the way you sleep to your morning cardio, to the supplements you take in the morning, to the amount of water you're drinking every day. Sodium, sodium, macros, macros, everything comes into play. And people say, Oh, that's too extreme, or that's you know you that, that you you don't have to be that detailed. Yeah, you do, you know, and um, especially when you start getting to the pro level, yeah, where everybody is that detailed. You know, if you're not if you're not keeping up with how detailed things are, you're gonna get lost in the shuffle. You're gonna you're gonna suck as a pro. Well, I just someone just asked me recently about that, and I said, you know, when I when I was at the amateur level, I I'll never forget standing in the back room and. Uh, you know, seeing all the guys getting ready to get on the st- on stage, and you know, seeing a handful. There's 20 guys. I think at that show were getting ready to compete against me, and seeing maybe two or three guys. I was like, oh shit, he looks really good. He looks. Mm-hmm. But then mm-hmm. the rest of the guys look like, oh, they they worked hard, but they mm-hmm. got. You know, we're all amateurs, right? Mm-hmm. Then I remember being at the national level show, being over at uh, you know USA's, and going like, holy fuck, dude, these guys look. Everybody looks sick. Maybe one guy or two guys I thought looked kind of weak sauce, but for the most part, I thought everybody. Looked. Then you go to your first pro show. And everybody, like literally everybody looks like the cover of a magazine. Yeah, everyone's like, on ev- point. Yes, everybody, you like all 20 dudes mm-hmm. could easily arguably be a first place guy, which yeah. they probably were in another show somewhere at another state. Yeah. So once you get to that level, and then I can't imagine what Olympia, at the Olympia level, it mm-hmm. must just be mm-hmm. at a much even crazier scale. You have to. I mean, Every single guy backstage for Classic Physique was walking around like rock hard granite. Yeah. I mean- symmetrical lines i mean there was one point you know like bodybuilders lay down backstage to and they kick their legs up to keep the blood out of their legs before they get on stage i was laying down and i wa- I watched danny hester walk by me stan mcquay walk by me all these other guys walk by me and you know i'm looking up and i'm looking at their legs and they're walking and you just see like every single time they take a step like every muscle move. their granite striations are popping out of their glutes their hamstrings I mean, the detail is crazy, you know? I mean, every single guy there was on. And that's the that's the level that you're yeah, playing with. It's funny because you, you go watch a bodybuilding show and you watching a bodybuilding show, it doesn't fucking you can't see that shit. You see that in pictures or if you're up close to people. That's how intricate the details are. It's like if you're five rows back, you can't really tell a big difference. You get up close, you're like, Oh yeah, holy fuck, this guy's got like way more striations as this guy does. And that's why sometimes you look at the pictures and it makes more sense. Well, that's also why, and I'm, and I'm sure Johnny can attest to this. It's kind of annoying when you hear people who try and critique that have no fucking clue what they're talking about when they're looking at like a video or something. That's or like a, a picture on stage. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Like one one angle. It's like you, when you're in person and you're standing next to these people and like the detail mm-hmm. that you can see, like mm-hmm. 
for and most judges will tell you this. Most judges will tell you it's actually more obvious than you think it is. You know, it, there's glaring obvious when they when you turn around and you do a back pose and you stand the five best next to each other. The guy who's who's dominating everybody. It's just like you said when you said you saw oh boy turn around next to Flex Lewis. It's just like holy shit. Mm-hmm. You know, like you you see it. You know it because you know what a badass back looks mm-hmm. like. And then mm-hmm. when somebody stands right next to that badass back. It either looks really good compared to it, or it looks like shit. When yeah, it, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. well, I'm looking forward to seeing how uh, big you get uh, this year coming up, man. How yeah. much size you put on? Yeah, it's and, gonna be fun. And everybody knows. Everyone knows that you know the offseason Johnny. He can get really fat and pudgy. You know, <laughs> um, start speaking in third person. And uh, one of my goals this year is to just really put on some quality size. Stay clean. Stay clean without getting fat. I mean, I've already enjoyed. You know, a lot of the sweets and I got a lot of the cravings out over the weekend. I would say. And this morning, <laughs> this morning, what did I have? I had three whole eggs, I had a cup of egg whites, and I had a cup of oats. You know, like that's all I wanted. Yeah. And, you know, and today I'm probably going to eat, eat pretty clean, just like that. And, you know, throughout the week or whatever, if, I, if, if friends or family want to take me out to dinner, I'll have it. But I won't be like the old Johnny where it's like throw everything down my mouth mm. to, to put on size and grow. You know, everything's going to be pretty calculated now because you know this cut going into my first year i i came down for like 195 pounds you know and uh a lot of it was body fat and it, it sucked to, to yeah get you don't want to do that shit no. again yeah, no. yeah. it's no. way more stressful than the body well before well, before we sign off uh you know uh now that you're 34 do, does eating those foods like post post uh competition foods doesn't that shit fuck you up like oh, your stomach yeah, and stuff dude i mean my because I mean, when you're younger, you eat that shit and you're like whatever. Yeah. But I know now, I just look yeah. at a donut and I'd shit myself. Major, like major gas, um, backed up. You know, bowel movements aren't coming like they used to. <laughs> oh, the shit. last four days, it was just like a backed up. You know, can't go like two or three times a day like I used to. It was just all messed up. You know, so uh, now that I'm 34, man, it's the way of life and the way that I'm going to eat is just going to be for optimal health. You know, um, excellent. Just, yeah. For sure. Well, I got you extra large shirts this time. So I think I think all the years we've known each other, I think I've given you a medium, a large, and now we are to XLs, dude. XL. <laughs> I look I look forward to bringing you I some know. double double XLs. Some yeah. t- double XLs yeah. for sure. <laughs> well, it's been a pleasure having you on, brother. Always Thanks, a pleasure. Man. Always a pleasure, brother. Definitely. You can find Johnny on Instagram. What's the name of your Instagram? Is it's it just, just it's just my name, yeah. Johnny Sebastian. One word, J O H N N Y. S e b a s t i a n. Check check him out there. You can see what he looked like yeah. when he competed on the Olympia stage. Uh, if you like Mind Pump, leave us a five star rating review on iTunes. If we pick your review, you will win a free Mind Pump T shirt. You can also find us at Mind Pump Radio on Instagram. You can find me at Mind Pump Sal, Adam at Mind Pump Adam, and uh, we're missing our host, uh, our co host Justin. He's not here today, but you can find him on Instagram at Mind Pump Justin. And also, don't forget to check out MindPumpMedia.com. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. 
The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump. Mind Pump.